0: This is Dr. Charles Parker and you're listening to Core Brain Journal. It's a place where I connect both fresh discoveries and interesting, different perspectives from advanced mind science with the realities of real people and everyday life down on Main Street. Well, welcome board folks. Dr. Charles Parker one more time here at Core Brain Journal, hosting some of the most interesting people. It's been my pleasure to speak to over and with years of, of experience of, of, of these uh, conversations, communication efforts. And so tonight we have somebody that's going to literally roll your socks up and down. She's been in the functional medicine arena for 50 years. She is called by some the mother of probiotics. Her name is Natasha Tranev. Natasha, thank you so much for coming with us.
1: Thank you, I've dedicated my life uh, to this whole industry, uh, to this whole scientific pursuit, uh, because believe it or not, uh, even 35 years ago, I mentioned to doctors everywhere I went that we will soon accept that what happens in our gut affects everything in our body, including what happens in our brain. And I was ridiculed, almost, you know, uh, sidelined, uh, whatever you want to say, but you know now, uh, I would say in the last five years, there has been a tremendous explosion, and I don't use the word uh, overly, of of research coming out from every possible university, uh, study group, clinic around the world, connecting the gut to all the brain function issues we have in this world today.
0: It's so true. I'm so much looking forward to talking with you more about it. And before we begin, I'm just going to mention quickly that CoreBrain Journal is sponsored by some really interesting people, including Direct Health Access Laboratory with over 3 million studies. They are deep leaders of experience with the big picture of measuring, for example, methylation, cryptopyrrole, and copper challenges. They do the methylation testing with whole blood histamine. They provide a global service with a molecular focus. Stay tuned and do head over to DHA Lab, singular, dhalab.com forward slash core for more information and specific references. Core Brain Journal is also sponsored by the nonprofit Barry Robinson Center Teams in Norfolk, Virginia, who provide child and adolescent care with a comprehensive, really a deep biomedical view of treatment failure. And so what happens, they're family, interpersonal, and also globally focused. We're going to have more later on them, and it's important that you may want to check them out over at the um, their, their center at Dot org forward slash core i couldn't quite get it out b-a-r-r-y robinson.org forward slash core for more information and the only reason i'm hesitating here because i've got i'm looking right here in my face is this terrific you never should do two things at one time you know that natasha and i'm looking at her cv her curriculum bio and it's phenomenal i'm going to go over it with you folks so you get an idea who cares about probiotics well folks I'm telling you, I do, and I know many, many people who are colleagues are very concerned about probiotics because of the implications with biomedical wellness and treatment failure. So let me tell you about Natasha. She's a developmental scientist, health activist, and internationally renowned probiotic authority. Natasha spent years studying the effects of beneficial bacteria and has written several books on that specific subject. She's the co-founder of NATREN, N-A-T-R-E-N, Inc. She's a member of the American Society for Microbiology, American Association for the Advancement of Science, the Institute of Food Technologists, Anaerobe Society of the Americas, and the American Dairy Science Association. Following her graduation from UCLA in 1970, A decade of research led Natasha's development of the first, get this, the first revolutionary method of producing an effective and scientifically validated single strain of probiotic bacteria product. Her efforts led to the establishment of the entire probiotics category in North North Carolina, North America, Australia, England. Holland and Belgium. It's terrible living next to North Carolina because I wind up saying it too often. But, but really, she's a globally influential person, and some of her other accomplishments, which really shouldn't even be called others, some of her amazing accomplishments. Uh, accomplishments. She introduced the previously unknown category of probiotics in the North American health food industry and dietary supplement industry. She authored the dairy standards for liquid yogurt adopted by the California Department of Agriculture in 1969. She established perishable sections in the health food stores across the nation from 1970 to 73 to sell yogurt. She assisted in establishing perishable distributors nationwide to also sell yogurt. She worked with the vice president of United Airlines to establish user-friendly rates to ship perishables cross-country by air in 1971, a few years ago. She's authored probiotic standards adopted by the National Nutritional Foods Association in July 1989. She established the national standards for probiotics, which were read into the congressional records in 1995 committed 35 years to convince retailers to sell probiotics in refrigerated sections of their stores. She invested 35 years educating the public, professionals, and doctors, as well as scientists, that probiotics are the most important health concept in the 21st century. Big statement. Natasha, this is a very comprehensive deep. You have been terribly active, Now, how did you get interested? I mean, it's a human kind of uh, human interest side to think that a person has gone to this length and made such a significant contribution in her lifetime with something, as a person would say, as relatively insignificant as probiotics, which we now know is terribly significant and has so many implications. So how did you get started in all that, uh, in, in that research?
1: Well, you know, I'm a child of immigrants. My parents uh, fled uh, Yugoslavia after World War II, and we came to this country as immigrants. I'm a naturalized citizen, and my father was uh, the supplier to the uh, King Peter II of Yugoslavia, of, you know, specific dairy products and liquid acidophilus. And when we came to this country, he wanted to continue that tradition. And in the mid-60s, he was able to Uh, you know, get started in a small plant in Glendale to make the first, you know, um, Bulgarian style natural yogurt, uh, both liquid and solid and uh, liquid acidophilus. And uh, when I finished UCLA, I had a completely different career in mind. But my father came to me and said, look, this is the family business has been around for 750 years. You're my really my only true heir And he said, it's a real shame if this, you know, does not get continued. So feeling a pang of guilt, I went to work for my father and, you know, really established yogurt and uh, natural yogurt, I should say, across health food stores across this nation and liquid acidophilus. And in doing so, I started seeing, you know, various groups come to our plant in Glendale and tell me miraculous stories about how they had this. Uh, gut issue and how they had not been able to digest or use the toilet properly or been running to the toilet or had horrible pains or, you know, had horrible episodes of anxiety and depression, et cetera, et cetera. And I said to myself, my God, there's got to be a microbial link between, you know, the gut and the rest of the body. And uh, that led me to get articles, uh, scientific articles from the Academy of Sciences. At that time, it was Leningrad. It's now again called St. Petersburg uh, to get copies of books from Bulgaria, Eastern Europe, and some of the, you know, institutes in this country, like the University of Nebraska, University of North Carolina. And, uh, you know, I was hooked. I said, oh, my God, these bacteria are an integral part of our life. They're, They're part of us. They really control what's going on in the gut, and the gut controls everything else in our body. And I was so ahead of my time that I would get ridiculed by doctors who I was presenting to that I was completely out of my mind, that the you know, large intestine was sterile. What the heck was I thinking? You know, Where's my data? And I said, look, sometimes you're way ahead of the curve, but luckily I've lived long enough to see now that everything that I talked about is now scientific fact it's no longer my theory, no longer my idea. and it all started with a revolutionary book that was published uh, by uh, Dr. Michael Gershon, a fellow from Tusk, called "The Second Brain." Mm-hmm. That was in 1998 and that book sort of opened the path for me and you know even though he didn't talk about uh, beneficial bacteria or probiotic bacteria, he started you know questioning this, the effect of this 27 feet that we call the GI tract, uh, and and about 100 trillion microbes that we know of that live there, and how they interact with the immune cells on that intestinal wall. About 70 to 80% of our immune cells are there. And most interestingly enough, the 100 million, the 100 billion neurons that line this GI tract, which we call the second brain and uh, composed a completely independent nervous system called the enteric nervous system. So that alone opened my eyes and I said, wow, you know, we, we got to get this message out because we've got hundreds of drugs that are dealing the symptoms and here is the origin of all these problems here in the gut. And it's about keeping this ecosystem uh, balanced and favorable in order for us to enjoy good health and that not only includes strategic which is the word you know keyword here strategic probiotic supplementation it also includes the right diet and please you know don't think that you know the right diet because there's so many diets out there people don't even know what uh, to do anymore and the right exercise program all of it has to be customized to each individual because each individual has a unique fingerprint of the composition of these microorganisms that are unique to them. And therefore that's why you have to, you know, adjust the strategy for each individual in order for us to understand how to gain health and maintain health for the rest of our life.
0: That is so interesting. Now, as you're talking, I'm walking through some of my own experience with discovery in this regard. And, um, you know, as I go down the way, I'm thinking about a couple of things and I don't want to put you on the spot and I just want you to feel comfortable with telling me, you know, I don't want Mm -hmm. to get into that. But the thing that occurred to me as I was reading your material early and thinking what I wanted to ask you about, I thought you might be getting into this fingerprint into the, uh, because we're very interested at core brain journal in the process of customization, patient care, because the complexity of the human mind, the complexity of the body, we're all individuals out Mm -hmm. there. And if we don't customize it, and we just cookie-cut things and throw things at people, it's just not going to work. So let me ask you this question. Do you uh, do you have a specific set of tests or a company that you work with or do you have a recommendation about getting that testing perspective right on the front end so, indeed, those uh, supplement, uh, you know, bacteria supplements can be customized correctly?
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's not about testing because, it's like the 22 blind men feeling the elephant
0: mm-hmm. as
1: you've got hundred trillion microbes and there are, is no effective testing uh, okay. to distinguish. What you do is you lo- look at the person's symptom and then you have to have specifically a strategic design probiotic and a specific diet uh, to that person with a specific exercise regimen. And that's, you know, not that hard to achieve uh, because whatever we're recommending is not harmful. But, you know, the point is that that microbial uh, fingerprint that you carry is deposited in you from uh, your two parents and your your two sets of grandparents. In other words, that's the evolutionary marker. Our microbiome controls 99% of our genetic output, and our own genetic material only controls 10%. So what I'm trying to say is that, you know, the tests available now are only weak indicators of what's going on in the gut. It's really what the manifestation is that we can, you know, trigger. Does the person uh, have indigestion? Like, for instance, we know that autistic children, 75% of them complain of some digestive issue. And I'm sure if our tests were better, we would know that 100% of these children have digestive issues because it's that interaction with the microbes and the immune system and the second brain that causes what I call these failures in the body to thrive the way it was designed to thrive. And it's been going on for the last, I would say, 70 or 80 years in westernized countries, starting right from birth, where the mother stopped uh, uh, passing on the correct baby bacteria to their child and then reinforcing that bacteria with breastfeeding and uh, you know this is very common if you check uh, in North America where virtually 97% of the children even if they're vaginally born and breastfed do not have this crucial bacteria transferred to them by their mother so we have done something environmentally where we have turned this individual ecosystem upside down and so We can't be seduced by marketing. Uh, We can't be seduced by pricing. We really have to learn about our operating system and know as much as we do about our iPhone operating system, which will not give us as much joy as, you know, a healthy functioning GI tract that gives us help.
0: Now, folks, Natasha has a website. Uh, You know, the thought that's occurring to me, and I'm sure to many of our listeners right at this moment is... Where can we get our hands on this information? You know, how can we uh, come in contact with some of the things that uh, Natasha was just telling us about? And I'm going to tell you right now, we'll repeat it before the end of uh, the uh, episode here, but it's N-A-T-R-E-N probiotic consultant or trinatrin.com is a place to find out a tremendous repository of downloadable information. That will answer some of these questions, but in spite of that, Natasha, could you give us a little bit of an idea more about what kind of things, maybe one or two examples of what a person might show symptomatically and clinically that would lead you to suspect and not absolutely know for sure, obviously, but have some kind of idea what what that person would need from a probiotic supplement point Mm -hmm. of view?
1: Well, right. Well, we know, for instance, uh, anxiety and depression are big factors in our uh, society, as well as autism, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, uh, even schizophrenia is associated with the mix of bacteria in the gut. And that mix of bacteria can communicate uh, uh, through uh, other various you know, um, neural endings in our gut. And can also send messages up the vagus nerve, which is connected directly to the abdomen and the lower brainstem, uh, by producing certain chemicals like dopamine, serotonin, um, you know, and other chemicals that what we call are neurotransmitters that enhance and improve brain function. In fact, many pharmaceuticals include these compounds because they know uh, they will help with depression and anxiety. Well, here we have uh, the proper bacteria. Uh, of lactobacillus and bifidobacteria. And it's not just any product. These bacteria, the lactobacillus species and the bifidobacteria species, have to be selected by someone who knows what they're doing. It has to be in a form that the bacteria survive, manufacture, warehousing, shipping, and stomach acid and bile in order to do any good. And believe it or not, these bacteria can actually produce these compounds and reduce. Anxiety-like behavior in people and animals, and this, I think, you know, is a uh, trajectory that we should all be exploring, because not only can it, uh, you know, improve depressive moods, because these bacteria are sending special signals, they can shield the body from the bacteria that is producing negative chemicals that have the opposite effect, and that's, you know, very brief summary. So basically, just. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, just, I just think gonna... of your intestinal tract as a laboratory. And depending on which hundred, the 160 species of bacteria that are unique to all of us and include 100 trillion, about three pounds in weight, are producing which chemicals and which of those chemicals are stimulating our thought process for causing disease like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Put it, that's putting it in a nutshell. So whatever disease you can think of brain function has its roots in the gut.
0: Pardon me for you. I get excited. I keep interrupting you. I apologize, you know. Okay, but that's okay. But said a couple of things there that I thought were so interesting. Um, you know, the idea that the bacteria, that the microbiota can go in there and actually prevent and uh, in some ways protect against more uh, challenging pathologic bacteria just by having right bacteria in the gut. Now, do you have any information about how that takes place? How does, how do they do that?
1: Well, you know, they produce these compounds for their own benefit. You know, I have to tell you, um, microbes, including bacteria, yeast, and viruses are the most intelligent entities on this planet. And they're the ultimate opportunists. They never do anything that's not in their best interest. So when these chemicals are produced, they're produced for their own benefit. Uh, fortunately for us, we benefit from the production of these chemicals. And the reason they want us to feel better, the, the beneficial bacteria, because then we become more social and they have the ability to, you know, leap onto other bodies. I mean, that's not gross to people, but, uh, you know, we've lost the common sense of uh, that bacteria you know, want to travel from one entity to the other because their prime directive is multiply your own kind exponentially at every opportunity you get. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. I just was thinking it sounds interesting because uh, I have a particular interest in candida, for example, because it's it's one of those things that's kind of in your face with any kind of testing. Uh-huh. And as soon yes. as you start looking at bowel testing and we see so many people... Who have uh, significant candida, and then we got into biofilm as it was related to candida, and uh, we have interviewed some very interesting people who have some products that really work on the biofilm and the candida simultaneously. Uh, mm-hmm. And I won't get into that, but I was that's why I was started to become interested in when you said this phenomenon was going on. Now the the herbals that that person recommended, Dr. Rachel Fresco from California talking about biocidin, for example, uh, Uh the herbals actually go in there and dissolve the biofilm in a certain respect. And then they provide, uh, they reduce the protection that the candida has uh, put out. And I, now how that actually transpires, I don't know, but it is interesting that it does provide, and we see that happen clinically because people do get better and their candida IgG figures drop down, and they feel healthier just because they've Mm -hmm. taken the proper product, which is not, uh, you know, a microbiome product or a probiotic product. But we always do probiotics when we're treating those maladies anyway, just because we assume there's an imbalance.
1: Right. Well, you know, it's it's like a more holistic approach. Yes, I know everything about candida because I've worked with Uh, Dr. Orrin Truss, Dr. William Crook, I've worked with all of them. Oh, Oh, really? And I know that, oh yes, oh yes, and I've also had the pleasure to review Dr. Constantini's work, uh, who was the head of the World Health Organization, and of course you know his belief that, you know, fungi are the cause of all cancers in the body, and all itis, like diabetes, prostatitis, etc. So, I understand how the, you know... uh, fungus or, uh, operates in the body. In fact, the correct state that's pathogenic is called the mold. And mm-hmm. I know about the injection of the chemicals into the body. Now, the thing is, yes, you can use uh, anti-candida medication, but that's creating a void. And, you know, inside the GI tract, a void is not tolerated. So unless you're covering that void with good, you know, species and strains of lactobacilli that can survive, an implant, uh, you're going to leave the void open for anything else to settle. So you may be getting rid of the candida symptoms now, but you may be furthering the patient to have more problems down the road because you don't know what's filled that void on the intestinal wall, which is so wide, it would cover a tennis court if it were stretched out. Does that make sense?
0: Oh yes, absolutely. Now I'm going to, I wanted to hear your sentence out. So I wanted to go back and ask for the reference on the gentleman you were talking about with a cancer and, and fungi. And uh, what was his name? The,
1: the, his name is Dr. Constantini. Okay. He, he was the head of the world health organization. He passed about five years ago. He's written four volumes and uh, you know, he, he's fascinating book. It's very hard to get on the internet and you ask yourself why. Uh, but he did write the volumes and he has very good data. And unfortunately, he was never really much allowed to speak uh, to colleagues. And uh, uh, I'm just looking here. Uh, his name is A.B. Constantini, medical doctor.
0: Good. I just wrote it down. We'll have it in the show notes, folks. I was an yeah. important one. I know uh, Dr. Crook, we have his questionnaire as part of our questionnaire and and we know that dr crook was in florence influenced by the other gentleman that you that you mentioned
1: or in trust or in trust i know both of them and actually you know i want to tell you something very important um in that if you're giving a lactobacillus species i have identified uh two lactobacillus acidophilus that produce hydrogen peroxide now why is this important if the if the species or strain of lactobacillus acidophilus, produce hydrogen peroxide, uh, they target this uh, hydrogen peroxide in microns microns, and direct it directly at the competitor without damaging the cellular structure of the body. And they become a very good um, inhibitor of candida. So while you're doing uh, the citricidal or whatever you know, antifungal remedy you're using, you must use the right strains of probiotics that are able to compete effectively and overtake those sites on the gastrointestinal wall that will become vacated. They're also indispensable in helping to eliminate the toxins that the now angry candida is spewing into your body because you've displaced its position on your intestinal wall. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely, causing a Herxheimer reaction. That's right. So the lactobacillus, do you have the... So, what was the what were the two species you were talking about? Do you have them in your? Well,
1: I have no. I have two strains of Lactobacillus acidophilus. Okay. One is called the uh, NAS strain, and the other one is the DDS one strain, and that's the real DDS one because I was the official representative of the University of Nebraska in the late 1970s, and I have a copy of the original strain that was put on deposit that has these features, and I have. Various probiotic products that these two strains of acidophilus are available in various carriers that have an effect on these organisms uh, in each individual.
0: So, we go over to your website and download that material. It will give us a, more of an idea of specifically what the targets are and what the treatment modalities are.
1: Well, I, I can't talk much about treatment, you know that. But yeah. the thing is that, you know, uh, we, can, we can help you. We have. Uh, probiotic consultants uh, that know about you know candida because I've done at least a hundred shows, uh, both TV and radio, on the subject in the 90s and you know early part of the 2000s. I haven't done much recently on it, but you know I do know about it. I've I've had charts. I've shown people how to use the products. So the consultants, either from our you know a consumer direct division or our professional division can really help the practitioner uh, customize a program for their patient. And that's what's really needed. You need a strategic plan. You need to know what organisms you're introducing at what level for that individual in order for them to see, you know, uh continuous
0: results. That sounds very interesting. Now, I got two questions, and I'm going to ask sure. this one question. I'm going to save one for you, but I want to ask this other question after we take a brief break here. The question that always comes up, I mean, every day, if anybody's using probiotics, uh, anybody has uh, in the functional medicine world are using it, a lot of the people in the traditional medicine don't uh, believe in them. It's a belief situation. But those that use them, and this is a question I wanna ask, and we're gonna take a break in just a second, but the question I wanna ask when we get back, which is gonna be high controversy is, what about this whole business of keeping them in the refrigerator, being dry, refrigerated, all that stuff of being alive, dead, and all that sort of thing. I would love for you to comment about that when we get back, if you will, in just a moment. Well, folks, you know as well as I do that psychiatric treatment failure, especially after multiple medication trials and those very, very brief hospitalizations, may prove insufficient to deal at home with the complexity of troubled children and and those adolescents from 6 to 17 years old. Improved care, those next mandatory steps, should include a more comprehensive approach to address those multiple levels of challenges, from family to peers to school, diagnostically from defiance to depression, on every level for families, including military families, internationally. The Barry Robinson Center's 32-acre open college-like campus in Norfolk, Virginia, provides safety and security and clean, comfortable living, how do we know we refer folks over there all the time, strongly endorse what they're doing? So, for further information and informed interview, connect at this page, barryrobinson.org forward slash core. Well, you folks already know that here at Core Brain Journal, we're on a mission to introduce you to resources that make significant contributions to the investigation of those predictable mind science applications. Our colleagues at DHA Lab Group provide a real difference with treatment options for people at every level, from first awareness of mind problems to those frustrating times when even well-informed treatment becomes surprisingly unpredictable. For my entire professional life, from psychoanalysis to brain scans, I've searched for, yes, improved predictability. The good news for all of us, from professionals to patients, remarkably effective research offers useful cost-effective, organic options far beyond guesswork with psychiatric medications alone. DHA lab tests measure unbalanced biomedical details through easily available testing, now available globally for a variety of molecular answers from, for example, methylation, copper, and cryptopyrrole challenges. Check in for more details at dhalab.com core. That's dhalab.com forward slash core. Well, Natasha, I'm just loving this conversation because it's so practical and utilitarian. You know, it's a person that can just take this right out and and uh, use it. Need a little more information. I personally need a little more information because I'm going and I'm gonna dig into your website because I need to be educated more explicitly on that. But this question that I asked you is almost on the side of for a bright person an experienced person like you, it may be considered, and I apologize a little bit on the inane side, but I hear this question all the time and people use it in different ways. Sometimes it seems like it's a marketing perspective. Some people say, Hey, no, we can use a dried form. Give us a a quick uh, explanation, if you will, about that whole dried cooked, not cooked Mm -hmm. refrigerated.
1: Okay. Well, first of all, let me assure you that no one else besides me actually researches, formulates, and makes their own probiotic products. All those products you see sold are bought from a, um, a private contract manufacturer, and it's not formulated from, by anybody who knows microbiology in any shape, way, or form. That's number one. So what it is, the whole concept of what they so- call the so-called shelf-stable probiotic or the one that doesn't need refrigeration is, you know, a complete falsehood because what they're attributing the survival is a controlled laboratory temperature of 70 and 72 degrees. Not, you know, what the product will be exposed to when it's put in a hot warehouse, even when it's transported in a climate where there's various changes because the water activity Will change in the product, wake up the bacteria, cause it to grow in a closed-ended system, and die rapidly. That's you know that's the first thing. So the reason you have to keep the bacteria uh, specially formulated and specially um, kept under you know proper refrigeration and sent by thermal packaging because the last thing you want to do is stress the bacteria before they're able to come. And reach your mouth. And once they reach their mouth, you have to have specific technology for the bacteria, the carriers that will not just the bacteria themselves, but the delivery systems have to be able to withstand stomach acid and bile in order for the product to do any good to the human being. And none of these people have any third party validated uh, information that shows any survival. Uh, during the stomach. They don't have any agency that talks about shelf life uh, once the product is picked up by the consumer off the shelf or sold out of an office because there is no such data. So, you know, it's like in the Valley of the Blind, you become the one-eyed king. So, you know, you can, re- you can, you can repeat the lie and the lie, you know, is picked up and then it's like, you know, transported. But, you know, in reality, If you understand the concept that why you keep foods refrigerated is to stop bacteria that's inherent in the food from growing. It's as simple as that. And the reason you must refrigerate probiotics, because if you don't, they will continue to grow no matter how much goop you put on them or how much, you know, you overage you put in the product, the the bacteria will start growing, will die, will become stressed and will be totally ineffective when the patient or the consumer takes it.
0: So, and freeze-dried, to make a, 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 a point, is dead. Yep.
1: <laughs> no, you know, when you freeze-dry it, no. When you freeze-dry it, you take out the water. You, what, what you want to do is create a product that is, you know, in an arrested state of growth. And, again, freeze-drying can be detrimental if you don't know what you're doing. Again, it's the processing of the bacteria Because if you leave the bacteria in a wet state, one cell can grow from one cell to 16 billion in eight hours. If that's in a closed container, by the time you take it, you don't know what's in there or what you're swallowing because the bacteria are following their prime directive. They're rapidly multiplying as fast as they can. And when they're not in an open-ended system like your GI tract, which gets food in and send's waste out they start dying rapidly and become damaged so they have to be freeze dried they have to be refrigerated they have to be kept separate so they're not touching each other until you consume them the only product where i put three strains of bacteria together is in an oil matrix why because the oil matrix keeps the bacteria separate in the capsule and also has third party testing to show that that particular product can survive stomach acid at a 1.7 pH for well over an hour. Mm. This is done by a German institute uh, of well-renowned. It's not, you know, done by me in-house. It's done by a third party and it is, you know, available. So you see, you have to really understand probiotics, which is like rocket science from the field of microbiology. It is extremely difficult. Fermentation processes are probably the most difficult things to control. If anybody has paid $100 for a bottle of wine, they'll know why fermentation processes are you know, expensive and can produce either lousy tasting wine or good tasting wine. It's even more complex when you're making probiotic bacteria.
0: Well, then the next question that's plaguing me, and I mean, what you said is, it's a highly refined science. You just don't throw this stuff around and cross your fingers. You have some kind of an idea that these are organisms that are alive, Mm -hmm. that have relationships with each other, and maybe seeking a relationship with you, that if you have a reasonable approach with these friends of yours, that they may just join you in some fun in your bow, And if you don't have a reasonable relationship with them, you're just, as they say in the street, SOL. Yeah. Yep. That's interesting. Very
1: well put, exactly.
0: All right, so I got another question for you, because we also see, and, and you alluded to this several times in our introductory remarks, but I think this is another one that's got to be on everybody's mind, because we've had so many really interesting at Corbrain Journal interviews with individuals who are interested in autism, developmental disorders, and then you get over on the other end of the spectrum of life, Alzheimer's, Mm -hmm. and those two um, demographics, if you will, the infantile children, young children who are babies, maybe can't even walk, and advanced geriatric individuals, uh, those folks are very, very vulnerable. Now, are there any caveats that you have? I know as a physician using medications that we are very, very careful with those two ends of the spectrum. And obviously we don't treat babies, but, okay. but I, I, are there any cautionary notes for those of us out there who would like to pitch in a little bit with those two vulnerable ends of the spectrum, any cautionary, what, what should we do? Oh,
1: How should we think much of- cautionary, much cautionary. Uh, first of all, uh, infants uh, for 25 years, I've been advocating Uh, that infants have a specific baby bacteria called Bifidobacteria infantis. And I I saw the research coming out of uh, European journals in the 1970s where they were alarmed that this bacteria was disappearing in European families that have uh, children who were born vaginally and breastfed. Of course, I was so ahead of my time, nobody even listened to what I was saying. Fast forward to about, Five years ago, where a fellow at the University of California at Davis, by the name of David Mills, started publishing numerous articles about the evolutionary connection between breast milk and this bifidobacterium infantis, and how it is established the foundation of health uh, in a in a uh, healthy infant. And if a mother doesn't have enough of this bacteria to give to the child. And if you're living in westernized countries, uh, only about 3 to 4% of the mothers have this bacteria to give to their children. You should be able to find a proper supplement that, you know, is given to the mother during pregnancy, uh, during breastfeeding, and then given to the child until they're well on their way into toddlerhood, and even given to children later or adults in life who have a sensitive GI tract. Uh, now, this bacteria, this bifidobacterium infant, is extremely difficult to make, and I don't know of any other company that's exclusively uh, uh, giving this bacteria without the addition of other bacteria. This is very important, because if you have a healthy infant, uh, the, cultival, the, the amount of bacteria that you can cultivate out of the healthy infant's large intestine would be well over 70 to 80% of this bacteria species, period. And you know any other bacteria you give an infant for any kind of uh, what I call symptom control is dangerous because you can you should not be introducing bacteria that is not designed to hardwire the immune system and the um, second brain so that the child does not experience disease later on in life.
0: Co- underlined with three exclamation points I think I got it let me say it back to you to make sure okay. so what you're saying that just being capricious about giving infants probiotics is not acceptable that really the the directive is to really only use this very specific probiotic for its very specific um, directives that it intends to do and exactly
1: and, and not mix it up that's right. And it's a process of evolution that breast milk contains the specific nutrients that is targeting this bacteria for growth. This is not my idea. Mm. Evolution points to this. Thousands of years of evolution point that these organisms and breast milk constituents evolved together. And we have lost it, unfortunately, in our century.
0: Mm that is very interesting now and thanks for sharing that because we see infants that do have significant immune system dysregulations very immediately post post delivery and yep. so the issue is you and then the dosing strategy would just be a few drops i would imagine uh somewhere yeah you
1: would, you know you can you know what i tell people you can put it you know you you can mix it a little bit with water with a dropper give it to the infant Rub it on your nipple as you're breastfeeding. Uh, you know, there's a hundred ways you can get it effectively into the infant as long as you make sure that whatever you uh, give to the infant is consumed within a very short uh, time so that you don't kill off the bacteria. But mm-hmm. yes, uh, and I, that's why I tell mothers that, you know, especially if you're in your third trimester of pregnancy, you must take this bacteria because for whatever reason, the bacteria finds its way into the birth canal. Don't ask me how, but it does. And it will, you know, it, when, when the child passes the birth canal, it'll be inoculated with the right bacteria. And then you make sure the inoculation is good because we've, distru- we've disrupted the natural flow of things. And now it's going to be difficult to reestablish.
0: Natasha, that is so very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Now, let's take it up to... Those individuals, I mean, what's elderly nowadays, 96? I mean, you know, the issue is, you know, I'm getting on the upper side of life, but I don't think of myself as elderly. And and the issue is, but we do see people who are enormously cognitively disturbed, who have Mm -hmm. chronic, chronic problems for their entire lives, you know, going number two once a week for years and we know that their entire system is corrupted and they're having signs of dementia. Now, are there any specific recommendations you would say for that very vulnerable select demographic?
1: Absolutely. We have powdered probiotics, uh, what we call in a healthy start system. We have one specific acidophilus for the small intestine, a bifidobacteria for the large intestine, and a, Bifido and a lactobacillus bulgaricus for the transient flora. And this covers the whole intestine, and we can titrate up or down the levels of these bacteria that we give to suit the individual. But what's most important is that the bifidobacteria has been shown by Japanese research, decline significantly by the time we hit 40. And, you know, it, it lives mostly in our large intestine, which is, of, of course, makes up uh, the colon, um, you know, it, it, it's depleted. And so that's our waste and disposal system. So if that's not functioning right, we are not, you know, passing that food in a proper fashion. In other words, uh, years ago, we used to talk about the transit time. Uh, you know, there were all kinds of optimal transits that everybody talked about. I like to say that if you eat once a day, you should at least evacuate once a day. It makes common sense because the whole objective of this GI tract is to, uh, with the help of the microbes, is uh, you know consume all of the nutrients it can from uh, the food that you're ingesting and move it along in a in a quick fashion so that you know wh- by the time you get rid of all the uh, the nutrients that you're uh, intaking. The waste is now efficiently removed from the body and not allowed to uh, the body to reabsorb the toxic waste product. It's about as simple as it gets. So the whole objective is to make sure you've the right bacteria that are going to help with digestion and assimilation to make sure that the food that you ingest is actually fueling the body, not feeding and poisoning the body.
0: Fantastic. So that's the bifidobacteria that you were talking about. Right. All right. Now, this is a little bit, again, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. This is just things that have Uh bubbled up for me with interesting conversations with my colleagues. But there's one uh, individual who was talking to me about BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor. Yeah. And I don't mean to put you on the spot if it's out of your thing, but but do you have a specific bacteria that does help with brain-derived neurotropic factor vis-a-vis the same question with individuals who are on age decline later in life
1: yeah they're they're called the neuroactive chemicals and and that includes the butyrate that i talked about before It includes gaba it includes dopamine serotonin and these are all produced by the lactobacillus and the bifidobacteria i talked about
0: okay good, good. Uh,
1: you know, and and yeah uh it, the thing is that we we get too hung up on the chemicals these bacteria if they're given precisely to the individual and in the amounts that they need them, they'll produce all these chemicals because they produce them for themselves. You now, um, as I said, they're very uh, targeted in uh, maintaining their own kind. We just happen to be a good way for them, uh, for them to maintain their kind. So it's a sharing. They, they make sure we're healthy so that they can be healthy.
0: Well, Natasha, I appreciate your sharing all this with us. I have one more question, which is, again, kind of a street question, if you will. I mean, you're bringing in a lot of really hard science and very interesting Mm -hmm. material. I I said before, and and I'm serious about going over and checking out your site. But the other question is, you know, how do you actually manage the titration? Give us a little bit of clinical, hey, here is when something is going wrong. Here is when something is going right. Yeah. Now I know from being a uh, uh, a psychiatrist who's watching brain function. I think that the brain's a canary in the coal mine, and when it starts to straighten out, it's pretty self-evident. And when it's not straightening out, straightening out, that is also self-evident. So I'm sure with these neuroactive uh, bacteria, you have some. Uh, good probiotics that are cooking, but are there anything you would say clinically, hey, Parker, I'm telling you, this is not the right way to go with this. You know, this is, this person's not doing what they should be doing. We're giving them the right things, but something's not right. Would you address that idea, please?
1: Right. You know, uh, that's why I have products that are, uh, in, in other words, I, our products are unique. And, you know, uh, we have products in powders, single-strain uh, we have powders in an oil matrix capsule, and we have something called a gut care protocol in our professional division. The company is called Natron, but our professional division is called ProTren. And we have actual gut care protocols that I developed with the University of Maryland, Dr. Chris uh who is well noted in the uh, integrative medicine field. And, you know, we'll be happy to share that with qualified doctors and help you develop specific you know treatments for your patient
0: how does one go about that I mean should I just have you tell me off offline and put that on your show notes or you feel comfortable talking well, you know a what? More about it now you
1: can, yeah you can you can call you know uh, our you know uh, toll-free number and just ask for you know the professional division okay. uh, and they actually the professional division has their own toll-free number. It's eight seven seven. 962 8736. And there is an, uh, uh, a site called protrend.com that is the sister uh, website of Natron. On Natron, you can find more of this material, uh, but Protrend has specific guidelines, and you'll be given a specific code so that you can access the gut care protocols. And we will help you access those, and we will work with you to specifically. Uh, produce those uh, gut care protocols for your patients.
0: You know, it seems it's so interesting talking to you. It's just a real privilege talking to you and, uh, you know, at the risk of sounding too effusive about this. But, I mean, it seems to me that it should almost be like a given to an individual who suffers from uh, a very significant, uh, like, for example, autism or uh, pervasive Mm -hmm. developmental disorder or somebody with an early dementia you know, who's, uh, you know, 50, 60 years old and they can't find the bathroom. Uh, it, it, it seems like it should just be absolutely de rigueur to go do that and get and oh, get, some, get some information and pack. Well, you it. know, that's, yeah, that's why I'm still working at 70 Young. <laughs> <laughs> Join the club. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, so, yeah, and also I just wanted to get this in. So if you go, go down to Natron and, you know, you can uh, download... Uh, stuff at natron.com and just enter the promo code gutbrain, no spaces, and there you'll find lots of material that I talked about today. We have some material on our professional site, but it's more on our consumer site under Natron. But both companies, we pride ourselves on education, we provide real data, not just some hyped up data. Like I said, I've been doing this for 50 years and I'm around because I feel that our society in North America is more chronically ill than it has ever been in the amount of years that I've spent in this industry.
0: That's so true. I mean, I see it as one of the reasons I'm over here because I'm doing traditional psychiatry with all kinds of problems and the medicines aren't working. And, you know, you have to, if the medicines aren't working, you have to think, what is going on, you know? The person wants to get well they're working with me I'm doing my best from my limited knowledge what other knowledge do I have to have to help this person get over those those steps along the way and so exactly
1: let's, and it, yeah, then the explosion of uh, suicides among our young people is very troubling to me
0: oh yeah well now I mean uh, the opiate thing and the pain thing I mean you got so many things that are chronically uh, non-recovering treatment failure items, uh, it's pervasive, no question about it. And this is a serious cog in that whole wheel of how do you put this package together. So let's repeat that so we can send people. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I apologize.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to say we have to get out of that, you know, notion that there's a magic pill for something. Yeah. No. The system, the body is a very complex system, and you have to have the right uh, regimen for each individual. It takes discipline. It takes time. But if you get the right product, you get on the right diet, you do the exercise, you will get better. Because I've been doing this for 50 years.
0: Well, and that we're going to close. That is such an excellent closure. Let's just say one more time: Natron is n-a-t-r-e-n dot com. That's right. Gut Brain is the uh, the code that you Promo write. In. Code. Promo code. Promo yes. code.
1: And then. And our. You go ahead. The professional site is ProTren, P-R-O-T-R-E-N mm-hmm. dot com, And the number for the physicians, if they want to call and speak to our professional consultants, is 877-962-8736.
0: We got it. It's going to be in the show notes. Thank you so much. I mean, what I'm is sure. this- Natasha, what an interesting presentation. I really appreciate having the chance to talk with you. I think a lot of us here globally have learned a lot. Thanks for you taking the time. And, you know, if you have anything else you want to share with us, you say, hey, Parker, here's another wrinkle that might be worthwhile, you know, let us know. We'll be happy to have you on again and talk more about this.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I've, just to say thank you for that, but I think I, I could spend a several hours because all I've done for you today is scratch the surface. There's so much data coming in that, uh, you know, just since 2013, I think there's been over a thousand articles published.
0: Well, then that means we have to come back. We're going to do plan B. So I'm going to get with you offline. We're going to talk about that and we're going to have plan B and we're going to talk about it more thoroughly because yes, you have whetted our appetite. No question about it. And let's just come back and have plan B. No question. Okay. You got it. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time. My pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Cobrain Journal. We're working every day behind the scenes to bring you reports that connect research benches with those street trenches. Here we share the complexity of mind science because, as you know, details really do matter. One of the most pervasive, misunderstood challenges is how commonplace medications like those written for ADHD are used so regularly without clear guidelines. If you think you'd like more specifics, take a minute to download my two-page PDF packed with video links and references on the absolute essentials of how to start ADHD medications. They're easily available at corebrainjournal.com forward slash start. Thanks for listening. Do connect and stay tuned, together we can make a difference.